prison won't be so bad. I can become a born-again Christian. And that'll be good. Because nobody wants a born-again Christian as their bitch. What is going on, everybody? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We're about to ruin your Christmas with this movie. Yes. <laughs> we are back for another episode of Hoops Cinema. Yes. A basketball movie podcast. Yes. You think we're the only one? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we're running short on gimmicks. Oh, no. Well, you know, we were like, we're the NBA Jam guys. And then people started getting Tim Kitschoff for everything. I'm like, fuck you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so today we're doing a movie. That sucks so hard. So so we talked about doing this movie. It was like one of the like the top three or four ones that we talked about doing for No 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 no. Don't say we. Okay, it was just me. Yes. It, it was, was you. it was just me. But you had never seen it. Oh, I'm 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 I was okay with that. You was you were okay with that. Now, I have not seen this movie since the late nineties. So that was the last time I watched it. You probably should have left it there. So I remembered it a lot more fondly than it really was. This is a this is a terrible movie. <laughs> yes, it is. And we are talking about the nineteen ninety six classic Celtic Bride. I love how you use classic there. Classic. It is kind of a classic. I will say this. My mom is a fan of this film. She owns it on DVD, surprisingly. She's just like a big Daniel Stern person? She just she thought it was a she thought it was a hilarious I mean, at the time it, it during that mid nineties like, you know, comedy stuff that was out i mean i guess it was on par with other stuff that was out but this is not a good movie it's not a movie that holds up at all nope but it does star a wet bandit a ghostbuster and a blank man that is true or a major pain <laughs> or or a um or a what was that tv show he did uh oh yeah he did the lethal color. weapon show yes he did do lethal weapon he was also homie claws yeah <laughs> From In Living Color, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wasn't he the clown, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did the clown, yeah. So, AKA Damon Williams is hilarious. So, this is peak Damon Wayans. Yes, it is. This is peak Damon Wayans. Not exactly used in... I mean, he's good in this movie. Like, I think everybody in the movie is 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 utilized, but it's just kind of a bad movie. But at the same time, I feel like it is one of the most accurate descriptions of, like, just Boston fandom. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and it is, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, like back in the old days when I was living with Alex, our old co-host on this show, um, we used to quote this movie all the time and we used to, we, we were very involved. We were very superstitious basketball fans. And there's a scene that's in Celtic pride where the, the fans all get up and switch seats. Yeah. And we used to do that stuff all the time. We used to do that stuff all the time. and God, you guys are nerds. Oh, my God. Oh, we were nerds. We were nerds. Um, but this was a movie that came out in 1996. Um, obviously, we know when you first saw it. It was just last year when you were, you know, I literally brushing up, up to, to do a podcast for this a year later. Yeah. And uh, I literally looked at my phone. I took notes on this film in October of 2018. <laughs> Jesus, man! That's how long I've been waiting to do. I know, and we've, we've been. We, I know, and like it's like one of those ones where we just kept talking about it and talking about you, it. And you just, first suggested like the Ernest basketball movie, and I was fine with that. Oh, and and we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to Slam Dunk Ernest. But like the also, best, the best 
made for video earnest movie. Yeah. 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 100%. And uh, for some reason or another, this is our third movie now and our four that we've done on this show where Larry Bird makes an appearance. We just have this thing. Larry Bird was all the rage in the 90s. We all <laughs> missed every, Everybody missed him, man. He, he, you know, he retired in 92. And people just people just missed his ass. So this came out April nineteenth, nineteen ninety six. Uh, I was in the sixth grade, about to get out of school for the summer. That was about uh, spring break for the sixth grade for me. So that's it's kind of crazy to think about that. But um, came out then. This was <laughs> 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 this was written by one very famous man. Judd Apatow wrote this movie. Wow. I know. Can you believe that? This is one of the first things. He also wrote Heavyweights. I knew that. Yeah, which is a classic. Yeah. And it's but this this movie is not. No, certainly not. This movie is not. Um This would be if Shaq got a Razzie nomination for Blue Chips, then this movie's gotta have something. This movie was directed by a man by the name of Tom D. Uh-huh. Kerchio. Okay. Okay. He directed just this movie. That's it. This was it. <laughs> he uh, he, he sold- did not. So the reason. So this is interesting. So I bought this on Blu-ray to brush up because there's no information about this movie on the internet. There's nope. none. There's no fun facts. And uh, they released a Blu-ray last year with commentary by this man and the editor on the film. Um, and they are the driest, most sarcastic people ever. And basically, they just trash the movie, the entire movie. Um, but he was basically f- hired on after being fired from a- for he was going to be the director of Ace Ventura Two when Nature Calls. Got fired from that, and then took this movie on. And this movie, he claims, is what ruined the film company Hollywood pictures oh the one with the you know the big sphinx uh-huh he claims that this is the one that ruined it this was i mean it really was like a last like 20 one of the last 20 releases i think of like so let's just go ahead and go through this moment real quick because i feel like so look space jam when you pitch that to warner brothers you're like i got this idea it's the looney tunes it's michael jordan it's the mid 90s this is gonna work sure okay sure yeah you know he got game we got this great idea. Spike Lee's going to talk about this father-son estranged relationship. We're going to get an NBA player to be the big star. Okay. Great. Blue Chips. Hey, we've got these guys. They're young. They're athletic. They're going to be stars in the NBA. And they're going to be like really good. Like They're going to tell the story of college basketball as illegal recruiting. Cool. Sure. These guys kidnapped the star basketball player of a team. Something we all dream about. Yeah. Something you know what I wanted to do during what? those Warriors runs? I was like, man, I really just got to make sure I lock up Kevin Durant. <laughs> Just gonna lock him up. Yeah. Just gonna lock him up in my house and and uh, make him watch me and Daniel Stern play pool. Yeah. Just weird stuff like this. So looking at the actors, we already said this is kind of like Damon Wayne's kind of peak era. Yeah. Um, but it was not a peak era for Dan Aykroyd. Nope. Dan Aykroyd was on the downside of his career um, in the mid '90s. And to put this in context, it was like six years later he did the Yogi Bear movie. Yes. With Justin Timberlake, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird. I think it was late. No, it was like 15 years after this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this, this also stars Daniel Stern, um, who is, uh, you know, five years removed from the Home Alone franchise, which was, you know, the biggest hit of his career. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he was... And it's not Randy Quaid, for those who think he's Randy Quaid. No, he's not Randy Quaid. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, he... So, you have Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern. 
um, on the back end of their career. And um, they're supporting Damon Wayans is the the top billed actor in this film, which, you know, he should be. He was yeah. at the top of his game at, the, at this time. Um, it stars Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd as two crazed Boston Celtics fans. Actually, just Boston sports fans in say, general. Let's just go ahead and take crazed out of there. Just just two Boston Celtics fans. Yeah. 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 That's that's what it is. Um, and they're just they're over loyal to the point where it has. um basically kind of handicapped the rest of their lives. Uh, Daniel Stern has a terrible relationship with his wife and son. Yep. And I tell you, the kid that they got to play Daniel Stern's son could have been his son. Like, he is <laughs> yeah. spot on. Um, his ex-wife is – or his his current wife is played by Gail O'Grady, who is super foxy. There's no reason why she should be with Daniel Stern. But from what I understand from the director's commentary <laughs> – they briefly got married after this movie. Thank you for the, watching that because yes. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of redeeming things I do like about this movie, though. Uh, Christopher, so this film is about the Boston Celtics in their last season at the Garden before they tear it down. And Boston obviously coming off of those many years of, of championships with Larry Bird and Robert Parrish, Mikhail, the good years. Um they have made it to the NBA Finals again, and they are going against, surprisingly, the Utah Jazz, who wouldn't make a, a Finals appearance till the following year, um, you know, with the with the Carl Malone, Stockton-led Jazz. But um, they went ahead and they chose the Jazz for some reason, which yeah. I thought was always a little bit strange. How do we not get Thurl Bailey in this movie? We just didn't. We just didn't get Thurl Bailey. There was just they couldn't do it. For the love of God, Rick Fox was in Blue Chips. We couldn't get Thurl Bailey for a team that has a jazz in it. This movie couldn't really get any NBA players besides <laughs> Larry Bird. So like, there's really no NBA players in this movie. You guys want to watch movies with Larry Bird? Follow all the hoop cinemas, <laughs> filmography. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, those are the two teams. Damon Wayans is the star player. He is a complete jerk. His teammates hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, his coach hates him, mm-hmm. who is played just superbly by Christopher McDonald of of Happy Gilmore and SLC Punk fame, um, and another movie that I like during the holidays. I watched uh, Dutch. He's in the movie Dutch that I like, which is the other Planes, Trains, and Automobiles movie from John Hughes. But um, he is so perfect in this role as this this kind of pissed off coach. And the Utah Jazz is just filled with complete morons, except for Damon Wayans' character who is this larger-than-life talent. And one of the best lines that's given by Damon Wayans in this movie is he says that his back hurts. I have this in my notes. From carrying this sorry-ass team, which is one of the greatest lines ever. Ever. For a movie. Um, but uh, let's get down to the plot. Let's get down to the... I mean, I've, I've given you a little bit of a summary this movie in, begins with Daniel Stern in a gym giving a lot of basketball coaching to what you would think is a high school team, college team, and it turns out it's a bunch of just kids in gym class that are, and he's talking about, he's like, Holly's going to go back door to Jimmy, <laughs> you know, and he gives them all this and he goes, any questions? And they say, can we jump on the trampoline? <laughs> And he says, sure. And it just kind of establishes this guy is a basketball nut who didn't make it. 
and is now teaching elementary school gym, which you know, there are worse things to do. There are, are worse there? things to do. His wife shows up at the gym. She basically says, you know, I'm serving you divorce papers. And he's like, you know, he's like, this is a really this bad time. It gets dark very fast. It gets dark very fast. And basically she talks about how she can't live with him anymore, especially since the Celtics are in the NBA finals. And, you know, she's she's moving out and he's going to go live with his friend. He's going to have to go live with his friend. His friend played by Plummer, Dan Aykroyd. From Ghostbusters. From Ghostbusters. Fun fact. Dan Aykroyd has a plumber's license. Huh. I did not know that until this movie. <laughs> He actually did have a plumber's license. Again, in case. thank God you watched that. Uh, that what was it with the commentary? Because we'd have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, I know I'm selling this movie so well for you guys. You are. You are. Actually, it's 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 not a it's not the worst movie in the world. So, um, Dan Aykroyd does have a plumber's license. He goes to move in with him in his apartment, which is just filled with like cool Boston memorabilia. Mm-hmm. And Doesn't he have like a red Arbuck cigar or something? He's crazy got a like yeah. He's got a he's got a he's got that. He's got a a Bill uh, Buckner ball. Is that his name? Yeah, Bill Buckner. Um, he's got a bunch of just you know framed jerseys. The whole the whole apartment's decked out. So Daniel Stern goes to go move in with his plumber friend, played by Dan Aykroyd, who is uh, you know uh, strongly hinted at as a virgin. <laughs> My favorite scene that he has is like the first scene that he's in the movie. After he sees the Nike, like the uh, mock of the, I know we're getting to the, yes. uh, of the I'm not a role model ad, but Damon Williams does. And he's like, just wait till you see what my Celtics do to you, you douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he peeks in the first line of the movie. Uh, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So yeah, he's actually plumbing at a place, stops plumbing and actually starts watching a game. And I think it's like a hockey game or something. Yes. Yeah, the Bruins. Yeah. And there is a scene that is, it's a complete knockoff of the, um, of the Charles Barkley ad for Nike. And from what the uh, the guys were saying, uh, Pitka actually directed that bit. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So um, that's apparently what they said. So Did they mention that this was 100% a total ripoff? Of, of I am not a role model? Oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it's obvious. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. It doesn't even need to be said. So um, cut to the next scene. They go to... Um, a finals game between the Boston Celtics and the Utah Jazz. Uh, it tells you how fake this movie is. It tells you how fake this movie is. Um, and it shows you how deep the fandom is uh, with this. And these two guys, they are, you know, we could we can only imagine season ticket holders. They're buying foam fingers. They're Dan Aykroyd. It, it's hinted he has a relationship with the hot dog girl, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and all of the other guys are a bunch of old people that, you know, you would see at a Boston sporting event, you know, wearing, you know, plaid green jackets, things of that nature. Um, a guy, um, one of the actors ends up showing up in it. And uh, there's a bunch of actors that are in this movie, you know, that ended up in, in different things, you know, over the years. But there is an SNL actor who shows up um Daryl Hammond shows up in a scene yeah. in this uh, famously uh, the uh, the Bill Clinton from from SNL shows up at this Celtics game and says hi to the two the two gentlemen Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd and the game starts going poorly and they decide that he's the bad luck guy and they have him kicked out of the arena which I still feel might be something that really happened 
Oh, I'm for sure it happened. Like they kick him out. Then they switch seats. They get up out of their seats. They then they they switch. They 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 move around. They do anything they can that's going to affect their luck. They still lose. And Damon Wayans ends the game by dunking on a player and saying, "Kiss my ass, Boston." Which is pretty great. It's the best line of the movie. Now, I want to tell you a really... It's the line I relate to the most in the movie. It is. It is. You're like, I like that Damon Wayans guy. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be special one of these days. <laughs> he's going to be something. He's going to be in Lethal Weapon. He's going to be in Lethal Weapon, the TV series. For like a season. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody got fired on that show. Yeah. And then he quit. He quit. <laughs> You know, he did the like the total Wayne's world. You can't fire me. I quit and I'm taking my show with me. Well, yeah. And like he he was the thing that was funny about him leaving Lethal Weapon was he like blamed it on diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, he's like, I'm a 50 year old diabetic man trying to go to work every day. There's a lot of diabetics going out to work every day. He saw what Wilford Brimley is doing for a living and was like, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) So. Here's my number one fun fact for this movie. So this film uh, appears to be filmed in Boston. The entire film is not filmed in Boston. It was filmed in Joshua Tree. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't even film it in Boston. All of those shots. So this is the funniest thing. So that did they green screen the arena? So this is what they did. Yes. So they basically filmed in a in a in a basketball arena that they had put together um, on like a soundstage. Or it's a it's or it is a real arena, and they put down the floor. The parquet floor is really linoleum, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was that's shocking. And they're like, and the whole movie, they're like, God, it looked so good. It looked so real. It does. And then of course they the like, scenery is the best part of the, the movie. Scenery is the best part. And then up atop where they've got the banners and everything, all of that is is green screened in um, to the arena. So, um, so everything, so I was surprised. Like I was always under the impression this was filmed in Boston. Like I was always under that impression and it obviously was not. Um, but, um, you know, it is what it is. So yeah, they, they superimposed the stuff up top and then they had that. Um, and they, you know, they, they use the Manolium floor for that, which I just thought was, was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd's character and Christopher McDonald, he they they heckle this coach. Christopher McDonald is the coach of the Utah Jazz, and they heckle him to the point where he responds. And apparently, they said that Dan Aykroyd got an actual an actual fight with Christopher McDonald um, while they were because they're kind of both method actors, and they just kind of rolled with it, <laughs> and they didn't use any of it. <laughs> they didn't use any of it, so. How the hell do you have Shooter McGavin in a movie and you don't show him getting in a fight? Uh, right. Like, I I feel the same exact way. I feel the same exact way. By the way, side note, is Shooter McGavin the best villain in a sports movie ever? Best villain in a sports movie? No. No. I'm going to say Mark from Teen Wolf. That's dumb. No. You just haven't rewatched Teen Wolf yet, man. That is true. That is true. I would probably rather watch that than fucking Celtic Pride. Yeah. So after, so Celtics lose this game, and Music series is just about over. They've they've pushed this to a game seven, and in Boston, and they are left at the arena completely defeated. Dan Aykroyd and Daniel, or uh, Dan Aykroyd and, da- and Daniel Stern, and they get a call from their twin friends who are bartenders at this club. Mm-hmm. 
And he says that Damon Wayans character has walked in and he's drinking and he's having a good time. So they decide to go to the club. These two white guys that have no business being in this club. And there is a scene in the movie where Dan Aykroyd goes up to dance up. He dances up to Damon Wayans to play that funky music. White boy. They did not actually get permission to use the song. (laughs) (laughs) They got sued. (laughs) for that and it's funny because that song plays on the dvd menu (laughs) they actually ended up not getting the music cleared they just just like oh we'll just use it once again this was like he's like this is why i never directed another movie (laughs) (laughs) like this guy had no idea what he was doing cease and desist right yeah yeah so basically basically they put it and then they got fined or something so um so they go ahead and they befriend damon wayans Mm-hmm. basketball player mm-hmm. and <laughs> surprisingly they get him completely hammered like just absolutely hammered and they're like let's get him messed up and then let's go take him home let's kidnap this guy they've concocted this half-assed plan that they're going to to <laughs> when you put it that way it sounds yes, great yes so lewis scott that is the that lewis scott is the guy that damon wayans is playing i need to say that i keep calling him damon wayans so lewis scott gets kidnapped they all wake up the next morning at Dan Aykroyd's apartment. Oh, you skipped the Larry Bird scene already. Oh yeah, so they see this is this is I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm not even doing this right. So Larry Bird shows up at the same club. Yes, <laughs> yes. Larry Bird at a in club Boston. in Boston, yes. and basically he walks up. Lewis Scott says, "You know, hey, what's going on, man? You know, old timer," and basically he's like, "These two white guys." are from Boston and they hate the Celtics. And he's like, no, you're, you were great. You were great. And he's like, you guys make me sick. You love us when we're winning and you hate us when, when we're losing. And then he walks off and Lewis Scott says, who needs his pasty white ass anyway? And he goes, well, he was kind of overrated as a player. <laughs> like they're like physically dying, you know, from from having to see their greatest hero ever, you know, Larry just Bird. Insult them and just then... insult them and walk off. So they go, they get them messed up. They it a, there's a point where there's a comically large pitcher with an actual real size umbrella in it that they're drinking from. I mean, it's it's just a ridiculous sequence. But they said they got actually really plastered. They really got plastered during this scene and just rolled with it. I which mean, which sure. Sure. Method acting. Method acting. Yeah. They wake up the next morning, Lewis Scott is there. They have him tied up and they don't even remember doing it. So and he's completely passed out. So what did they do? They decide to start putting Celtics gear on him and taking pictures, which is absolutely insane and creepy and weird he wakes up they've decided that they're going to hold Did him this hostage. Come out the same year as ransom um no ransom came well maybe yeah probably pretty <laughs> close pretty close here's the comedy version or you can watch the mel gibson version exactly exactly so after that they end up uh they end up deciding they're going to go through with this plan and they're going to hold him until game seven is over so their Celtics can win and have one last championship in the garden, which is an insane thing to do. But there's a lot of, you know, situations that occur. The landlord shows up and they have to hide him in the back. And then he ends up getting away. He says he needs to go pee and then they have to go chase him down the road. His, his wife shows up and she's like, you're insane for doing this. And 
he gets away and they have to go get him. The best part of the movie though, is a cop that they're friends with sees them with a gun pointed at Lewis Scott and they're kidnapping him and he does nothing. (laughs) It's just probably the greatest piece of the film. He does absolutely nothing. And I don't see anything. And then lets them take him and throw him on a truck, (laughs) which is just, it's absolutely insane. So, um, McDonald is pissed off. Christopher McDonald's character is pissed off that Lewis Scott has not showed up to practice. And he mentions, I wish I had Grant Hill on my team (laughs) because he would have went to church and then came to practice early. But the best guy who's on the, there's, there's a character, there's a, an international player that is playing on this team. And he's like the best comic relief for, uh, this entire movie his 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 name is lurch yeah <laughs> the player's name is lurch and he keeps saying put me in coach i got the good crap <laughs> and then he immediately goes grabs the ball and then misses a dunk <laughs> which is like one of the best pieces of the film um so they decide that they're going to keep him um you know overnight and um, after they've they've you know they've they've picked him up and they've had and they're driving at this point they're driving around town with him attached to a toilet because of course Dan Aykroyd's a plumber character is a plumber so they have him literally chained to a toilet. Um, sure, sure, sure. And uh, another fun fact: that apartment in the movie is actually a real apartment. Like, most of the time, that would be filmed on a soundstage, but they actually filmed that in an apartment. Is it an Airbnb now? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's... Yeah, it probably gets sold. Apartment from Celtic Pride. <laughs> Famous from Celtic Pride. People were like, what? <laughs> what, 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 is, what is that? I thought, I thought we were in Joshua Tree. <laughs> you know, like, none of it makes any sense. Um, so, after he ends up being being taken hostage they have to stop to get gas damon wayne decides he's going to take control of this situation puts gasoline on daniel stern's crotch and then tries to light it on fire but the 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 zippo boston lighter doesn't work then they throw him back on the on the on the the van and then the zippo lighter suddenly works great gag there falls a little short but you know it is what it is so, at this point, have you checked out of this movie? Oh yeah. So you're 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 like this is this is terrible. I don't know why Sean thought this was a great movie. <laughs> is this my payback for Space Jam? This is your payback for for Space Jam. Yes, yes. Which movie will matter now, though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, I mean, Space Jam really is one of the greatest basketball movies ever made in in the grand scheme of things. And that's not saying much. And that's not saying much. There hasn't been that that many great ones over the years, but you know, I think you know that's a pretty great one. So, anyways, the movie has a climax where Daniel Stern challenges an NBA player <laughs> to a game of one on one, and he says, "If I beat you." You have to come back with us back to our apartment, or if you win, you get to leave. And like David Wayans is like, well, of course I'm going to. I'm the best player in the NBA. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be able to beat a wet bandit at basketball. <laughs> and I think he gets a couple baskets on him, 
similar to the Jesus Shuttlesworth kind of scene. Very, actually, very similar to that. Like this it's is what Spike Lee got it from. This is where <laughs> he was strongly influenced by Celtic Pride. <laughs> So basically he ends up playing him. He of course loses. And then when he walks out, he's like, he's like, are you going to turn us in Lewis? And he goes, he's like, you have to root for me tomorrow. He goes, he's like, you better be wearing purple. (laughs) 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 Just like something that only Prince would say. So (laughs) they have to, they have to show up. I think it was pretty amazing. Prince wasn't in this movie. It, yes, it was very yeah, because he has a very strong uh, uh, reach with the community of Joshua Tree yeah, or Boston, right? Oh God, God. Well, anyways, we get to the point in the film where they end up having to go to Game Seven dressed as jazz fans because they are afraid that Damon Wayans' character is going to turn them in after this game. And they, they show up in, in, in jazz gear to the Celtics fans around them. They are like, these guys are turncoats. They're traitors. Mm-hmm. But they come up with the best excuse ever when they justify oh, this yeah. to their guys. They say, guys, we're the bad luck guys. We are going to wear these jerseys and we are going to bring bad luck to the Utah Jazz. It was us all along. That's why they lost the last game, which is the best flawed logic ever <laughs> for these fans. And... They have to root for Lewis Scott's team to win this thing, so they don't. Because he's going to turn them in if they don't. If they don't, you know, root for him. So, which is so Bostonian. Like, are you going to like put me in jail? Nope. I'm going to make you root against your favorite team. Of course, of course. So, at this point, the game's going on, and Christopher McDonald is pissed at Lewis Scott because he's not been at practice. At all. And he benches him, which is the funniest thing. He's like, I'm going to bench you. You're getting benched. And he benches him. And then they, they have the tip off and he goes, you can go in. <laughs> and just sends him in. And he's like, sometimes you just got to be tough with these guys. <laughs> which is like, Christopher McDonald is really the best part about this whole movie. Um, so. <laughs> so. Game goes on. They get to halftime. And there's a, what are those? When uh, was it $250,000 at halftime if you sink a half-court shot? The thing that's funny about this shot is Dan Aykroyd is dressed in a Utah Jazz jersey in short shorts, and he's wearing plumber's boots. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he does a, a shot from half-court where it's like an it almost looks like a bowling shot. It's definitely he, – he looks like he's bowling. Throws the ball up, sinks it. Gets two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and he's like, "Well, this will buy a pretty good lawyer, you know, because you know he's he's pretty much you know convinced they're gonna go to to jail." These games are all being called by Marv Albert and Bill Walton. Yep. I want to go ahead and say that too. Yep. These guys actually participated in this trash. And this film. is before like Bill Walton was like high all the time. Yes. So this, yes. This is when he was like. Like calling games like seriously. I will tell you though, Bill Walton has been entertaining lately. Dude, he's, he's been, unreal. He's unreal. He does. The, he's been doing the Maui Invitational the past few years. Yes, and he is just great. Well, he did a White Sox game this year. So did he? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. I was noticing one 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 of my observations. They're wearing Telex headsets, which I've never seen before. Nope. I've never seen that brand in anything before. Um, Bob Cousy is the one who presents the ball 
Of course. So we gotta have Bob in there. Yeah, we gotta have Bob in a movie if it's on. He's it's a cinema. he's he's a medal winner. He's a medal winner. <laughs> he's also a great AD. <laughs> he uh, he gives. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's the best AD. I don't want nothing to do about this. I don't want to know nothing. I don't want to know nothing. <laughs> So uh, he's the one who ends up presenting the the ball to Dana Aykroyd at half court for this half court shot. I forgot to mention that earlier. Um, midway through the game, Lewis Scott, the most selfish player in the NBA, decides to pass the ball and he knocks one of his players to the ground by passing it. And he's like, "What happened? I think Lewis passed the ball," <laughs> which sounds like something that would happen during Kobe Bryant's. Damn it! Reign. You took my joke. I know. I know. I know. He's actually he's a very Kobe Bryant esque player before Kobe Bryant showed up. To be completely honest with yeah, you, yeah. If you had told me that Lewis Scott yelled at some girl for skipping basketball practice to go to a dance recital, I'd have believed it. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of things that that Kobe did, especially during the pissed off Kobe days yeah. post Shaq, and you know, I remember him seeing him, you know, on a you know a lot of like video footage of him they're like are you are you getting traded and i remember him saying you better buy a bulls jersey next year like yep. stuff like that that he would do and they'd be like are you and, and you know talking about andrew bynum and <laughs> trade his ass i don't care go ahead and trade him you know he's like get rid of him like he's like publicly saying this like on <laughs> on like camera phones and stuff at the time i mean i mean he really was a real heel for a while yeah he was and uh, so lewis scott if I, I if we could compare him to anybody i mean kobe bryant who was just a couple years after this yeah. really became this guy um but um eventually the man who ends up bailing out the utah jazz lurch makes the final shot the celtics lose this seven game series and the cop who caught them out in public who ignored their kidnapping went and made some t-shirts saying the boston celtics champions he made like twenty thousand t-shirts he basically is like <laughs> he got the license he's got the license yeah. so so he's made these boston celtics t-shirts and he is he's like if you guys if they don't win He's like, you guys are going to write me a big-ass check because I let you get away with, you know, kidnapping Lewis Scott. So at the end of the game, Utah Jazz has has won, and freaking Daniel Stern, Dan Aykroyd, rush out onto the court to congratulate him with their Utah Jazz gear on. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie was when they're <laughs> cheering for the Jazz, and Dan Aykroyd just goes, Jazz, 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 which jazz. is like one of my favorite things because I still do that anytime I see him play. I'm like, I'm like, who gives a shit about the jazz? <laughs> it's like, but anyways, he ends up. The cop shows up center court and says, "I have reason to believe that these guys may have committed a felony against you." And he said, "Nah, these guys are my friends. Let's them off the hook." <laughs> We, they presumably get the $250,000 to keep, and they are now friends with the man that they kidnapped. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Who ruined their lifelong favorite team's championship opportunity. Yes, yes. But they're so excited that they don't have to go to jail. Then he gets his wife back. And he gets his he gets, yeah, and his wife's even at home rooting for him because he goes to his wife at some point in the movie and says, you got to root for him because otherwise, you know, dad, he's gonna I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> so one of the pieces I missed out. So... But the ending scene of this film is what really makes it. Yes. They were able to get... So, at the end of the movie, and I think it says like six months later. Yeah. They end up showing up... Because it's supposed to be the Super Bowl. 
they end up showing up at some sort of hotel, which was filmed um, at a like a kind of a ritzy hotel in Joshua Tree, and it was in the same room that Deion Sanders, the athlete. Oh, crazy! What? Oh yeah, Deion Sanders is in this scene. Is uh, he the the room that he's staying in is actually a room that Ronald Reagan stayed in years it was like a presidential suite so it's a nice you know nice hotel room so Dion definitely stayed there in real life definitely yeah 100% um they show up and they decide that you know the, the last bit gag in the film is they're gonna go they're like oh we shouldn't do this should we this is totally different from what we did last time he's like yeah it's football season and they decide and they wake up Dion Sanders who's in bed and they go hello Mr. Dion Sanders <laughs> which is <laughs> it's like comic gold from Dan Aykroyd right there. Like comic gold. The fact that Dion also did that keeping a straight face is amazing. I know. I know. And they basically just pull out duct tape like they're going to kidnap him. And that's the end of the movie. Thank God. It is. a. It is. Yeah. So Celtic Pride, uh, not a great basketball movie. If you were going to give it five out of five stars, what would you give it? Half a star. I'd give it one. Yeah. I'd go ahead and give it one. I mean, literally, you mentioned it earlier. Like, when we do these movies, we normally at least have, like, fun facts for you of, like, yeah, there was this, and there was this, and there was this, and, like, this one, it's like, well, Deion Sanders stayed in the same hotel room as Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I watched I watched full two hours with my poor wife on commentary, and... The director. Your wife sat through this. She sat through this. Well, she was doing something else. She was multitasking. She was researching on the internet or something. But as she should. As she should. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know how you can listen to this. And I mean, like, it was like full up. They never brought the audio back for the rest of it. I feel like this was some kind of weird studio obligation that they had to do this because there was no commentary for this movie until it came out on Blu-ray last year. And it's like, why even do it? They were so dry, so sarcastic, and basically just, like, so self-deprecating that he was like, this is the reason why I don't work in movies anymore. Was it like if Ben Stein did a... Sure. (laughs) Sure. You know Ben Stein's in Ghostbusters, too? Yeah. Yeah, he's in there. And the guy who plays Bookman Mm -hmm. from Seinfeld, I noticed that he's uh, one of the the guys in the mayor's office. Yep. In Ghostbusters, too. Underrated sequel. Mm -hmm. Underrated. Fact. But Celtic Pride is is a movie... I, I enjoy it because it is, you know... It's dumb funny. It, it is dumb funny, and it worked in the 90s. It does not work now. Nope. Um, it's not funny at all. All of these guys are washed up now. Oh, yeah. All of them. But Dan Aykroyd's about to make that comeback. He's going to make that comeback That Ghostbusters money coming. He, that Ghostbuster money coming. <laughs> coming. I mean, you got to think, he probably made tons of money from the... The Lady Ghostbusters a couple yeah. years ago probably made like a boatload of money from that just for, you know. His cameo? It's, well, no. I mean, just the, the characters and everything. And yeah. yeah, everything. You know, he he wrote it and everything. But um, seeing him in a movie like this later on, like, I don't. Breaks my heart. Yeah, it does. It does. Like, I like I love, like, Dan Aykroyd is, like, one of my favorites. And I think he's, I I think he was a solid comedian. For sure. Back in the days. Coneheads. Um, there's a movie that was really terrible in the early nineties called, um, um, I've actually lost track of what I was going to say, but it's a, it's a film that he did with John Candy and a bunch of other, nothing but trouble. Oh yeah. I remember nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. There it is. Um, which is a terrible film two box in it actually with the digital underground. He's actually in that, in that band at the time. So he makes an appearance, which is, I think it's one of the only movie appearances by Tupac actually. 
from that from that time period. I was gonna say, yeah, was like a, it was like, a, it was like the first one that he, he was, was the main character in a movie. He was, couple. he was, yeah. Well, he did a couple. So what's I'm saying? He didn't make that many movies. Juice, juice is so good. Juice, God, I love juice. Well, anyway, so you know, he was kind of on the on the down part of his of his career right there. Daniel Stern was pretty much done, and Damon Wayans. This was you know this was peak, this was but peak, yeah. but but ending peak right here because we're talking you know Major Pain. Um, a blank man, which was trash. In living color. In living color. What were the other big ones that he did? I know that wasn't like the biggest well, movie he. He did. had a big TV run. Remember when My Wife and Kids was out? My Wife and the Kids. But that was later on, though. That was after yeah. his movie run had had ended, and that was that was a fine television series, at the time. I just think he was also in Beverly Hills Cop as Banana Man. Yes, he was. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, great white hype. Yeah. And then. One of my all-time Spike Lee joints, Bamboozled. Bamboozled. I've never seen Bamboozled. Is that one good? It's very good. Huh. So we're going to go ahead and give this one one star. Uh-huh. Uh, this is available. We're not looking back. Yeah, this is not available, I don't think, on any streaming service right now. Oh, no, it's not. I looked it up. It's not on any streaming service currently. I had to get mine off of Vudu. You had to get your, yours off of Vudu, and I got mine. I bought a Blu-ray, yeah. so, which it is, so it is available. We should write this movie off of our taxes for how for having to watch this yeah. for a terrible bo- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're into, you know, if, if you're a Boston sports fan, I think it's a must-see movie. Um, if you're an NBA fan, not so much. Um, but it's it's a it's just a crap feature. It is a complete crap feature that I, I kind of like, and it has some charm in it. I think Tim... I think you kind of enjoyed a little some pieces of it. There are things here There's and there, the, things, but it's not a movie we're going to be revisiting anytime soon. No. So, with that being said, what's next? They'll have to find that out later. We can't call it now. We do this after every episode. What did you want to do? What is, what what is the next movie you want to do, Tim? I was asking you. Well, I I was the one who suggested Celtic Pride, so my opinion no longer counts. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> do we do Hoosiers, which I've already watched, so we can give the people back-to-back bad movies? Okay. Or do we do Above the Rim? Above the Rim with... Tupac. Tupac. And Marlon Wayans. Ooh. See, I've never seen that. Dude, it's, it's really good. Then there's, of course, Love and Basketball, which is like a classic. Why don't we do Hoosiers next? Okay. The basketball movie of basketball movies. The original basketball movie, right? Sure, Sean. I mean, we're not going to watch the Pistol Pete Maravich story. What about Like Mike with Lil Bow Wow? Never seen it. Haven't either. I don't think I really have interest in watching Semi-Pro, but I know we will have to at some point. I'm surprised that you have Hold on, hold on. Finding Forrester? Yeah, I guess that is considered a basketball movie. Yeah. Six Man? I love the Six Man, actually. It's another terrible movie. I know it's bad, though. Um, how can we forget the air up there? Air up there with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes. It's a fantastic film from what I remember. I don't think I've seen that since it came out. Was it 93? Uh, it was 94. Oh, okay. I was close. I was close. Is it Kima Lodge one in that movie? Uh, I don't think so. Nope. I don't think so. We're going to go with Hoosiers with our next one <laughs> that we will have. So we'll get that up for you sometime next month. Thank you guys for tuning in and, and listening to this thing. If you're still listening. <laughs> And uh, have a great holiday. Jazz, jazz, jazz.